2: What in the world is going on in the tutoring industry? Do you wonder how to expand your tutoring business? Are you ready to take your tutoring business online? Are you looking to become a better tutor? Get ready for the Tutor Outreach Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Alicia Alice Holland. This globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to move forward with your tutoring goals Manifest your dreams of building a successful tutoring practice. Coming to you live bi weekly on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor made to help tutors and tutor business owners worldwide. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of tutoring, coaching, education, and leadership. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in academia. The Tutor Outreach Radio Show starts now. Here is your host, Dr. Elise. Hello, everyone.
3: Welcome to the Tutor Outreach Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Elise, and I help tutors and tutor business owners build heart-centered global learning organizations to serve humanity, whether it is in the local community, face-to-face, or online in the field of education. As America's number one tutor business training company, the Tutor Outreach Group is a professional organization for tutors, teachers, college students, other small business professionals who want to start either a home-based tutoring business or tutoring company, get clients to grow their tutoring business, improve their tutoring repertoire, gain insight into leading and hiring for a global learning organization, strategically grow their tutoring business based upon their own life purpose. The Tutor Outreach Group provides premium resources and networking opportunities throughout the year. You can find us at www.thetutoroutreach.com. Also, I am available for group coaching through one of my tutoring mastermind groups. Registration is now open for the 2019-2020 tutoring masterminds. In April 2019, I will be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, working with tutors and tutor business owners. And then in July 2019, I will be in San Diego, California. We have already posted our 2020 Tutoring Mastermind schedule. We will be in Toronto, Canada in July 2020, in Kingston, Jamaica in December 2020. You can see specific dates and register at www.tutoringmastermind.com, or on Eventbrite. Come join us for a life-changing experience to help you on your tutoring journey or to just expand your overall brand. If you have questions, call into the show on 646-668-25. You can join us online in our chat room and ask your questions there. If any of this resonates or you just want to leave comments, then let us know. Depending on how you are listening in to our show, whether it is on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, or any other digital radio platform, you can leave comments and rate our show. Thank you in advance for your continued support. Today, we have special guests number one, Pennsylvania's campus safety expert, IT specialist, and master martial arts instructor, Master Pete Canavan, here to discuss and share pearls of wisdom on how to protect yourself in both online and online threats, whether it is self-defense, college campus, or just your own personal safety. But before we get into our show, we would like to share more information with you about Master Pete Canavan. He's the author, former radio show host, and personal safety expert, has made it his mission to improve personal safety, his extensive professional allowed him to provide practical, actionable solutions to threats that exist in both the digital and physical world. He has been helping clients and students learn how to protect themselves for over 20 years from all types of online and personal safety and security Pete can educate your school or organization and enhance the safety and security of students, employees, and others. He is an Act 235 Lethal Weapons Certified Agent in Pennsylvania and is also certified in First Aid CPR AED in Naloxone use. So let's welcome Master Pete Canavan to the Tutor Outreach Radio Show.
0: Hey, Dr. Elise, how are you?
3: Just fine. How are you? Mr. Pete, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, I'm a little into the weather here. I got a little bit of a cold it hit me the last couple of days, so if I sound a little uh, raspy, that's why. But um, we'll get through it here. So, glad to be on the show and uh, help educate some people, just some, as some, like you said, some pearls of wisdom out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, yes. So, tell us, how did you get started with coaching others in the martial arts and self-defense space?
0: Well, part of uh, martial arts training, uh, when you get to a certain point, is you're basically required to start to teach others because by, you know, when you teach what you know, you end up Learning it better, and it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. it is that you do, uh, whatever your area of expertise is, or whatever it is that you're, uh, you know, you're learning or, or uh, you know, training, uh, you begin to understand and can impart information to other people. That in turn allows you to get a better grasp of whatever that material is. And so that's that's kind of how I got started in teaching the the martial arts side of it because it was something that was really a requirement to continue to advance in the martial arts. So I've been doing that for a long, long time. And then on the IT side of things, uh, one of the things I've had to do is obviously educate people on the best ways to secure their computers, their accounts, their networks. Uh, and now these days, you know, things like social media and, you know, learn how to identify other forms of you know, threats that exist today. And as we know, there are many, many of them.
3: Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe this is like a double question or a loaded question, so to speak. What is the easiest way to improve our personal safety? And, you know, why are our daily routines a threat to our safety? Can you help us better understand that? Sure. Uh, basically,
0: I mean, we all – have busy lives right we go about our day we do the same thing day in and day out whether it is you know we're getting in our car we're driving to work or we have to go to the supermarket or we're running the kids to their sporting events or whatever it is that that we do and you know we have these routines that we follow day in and day out and so what ends up happening is we become complacent we expect things to be the same every single day because you know Our day went a certain way yesterday. We expect it to go basically the same way today, and we expect it to also go the same way tomorrow. The problem with that is when we get comfortable in our routines, we tend to not pay attention to things that maybe we should. And so this becomes a problem because if you're not paying attention to something and you're not noticing maybe someone who's following you when you're walking your dog down the street tonight uh, or you're, not paying attention because you're on your phone as you're walking to your car with your groceries, uh, just like you've done every other, you know, week. Uh, These are problems that are easily avoided if we simply step back and realize that when we fall into these routines, it ends up jeopardizing our personal safety. And so that sort of complacency is a very, very dangerous thing, and, and I think the, most, the easiest way to improve our personal safety is by simply understanding that, you know what, just because yesterday went a certain way doesn't mean that today's going to go a certain way. And so we
1: have to mm-hmm. kind of look
0: at each day with a fresh set of eyes and not get lulled into some false sense of security because we're in such a routine and we're in such an environment that we're used to that we don't think there's a problem. And and I think that's really one of the, the most critical things to do. And it has to do with familiarity, really. I mean, if I, mm-hmm. you know, if in the middle of the night I came to your house and I, you know, took you and I put you in a different house in another town in another, you know, state, and you woke up, you're going to feel pretty uncomfortable because everything that's familiar to you is gone. Now, does mm-hmm. that necessarily mean that you're in danger? No, but it sort of illustrates how we get... Into this very comfortable sort of routine every day. And when that routine is taken away, or when we don't allow ourselves to expect things to always be the same, it can go a long way toward looking at situations with a, as I said, like a fresh set of eyes.
3: Mm-hmm. So, would you say that, or well, maybe let me ask it this way: Is the most immediate threat to personal safety online or offline?
0: Well, threats exist in both areas. Uh, I would say that with the amount of time that we all spend online, our probably greatest threat to our personal safety exists there. Not that there aren't mm-hmm. problems that can exist offline, but you know, just taking a you know a look at some of the current threats that exist out there on the internet, such as uh, you know phishing attacks. You know, people that are sending emails that say you know there's a problem with your account. You got to there's a problem with your shipment. There's a problem with your bank. You've got to act right away, or there's going to be a, a big problem, or you're going to lose money. And so we get these emails that come to us all the time that are trying to trick us into doing something we normally wouldn't. Uh, we are on social media constantly, and we share a lot of personal information out there. And sometimes, in fact, oftentimes, I think people are sharing way too much personal information out there because it allows people to begin to build sort of a profile of you and who you are and who you interact with and where you go. And now that can end up being a problem such as someone who decides they want to steal your identity. You know, they think you're successful, maybe you have a lot of money or maybe there's something that a value that you have because you're posting out there that you just bought some new whatever, uh, at your house, well, next time you say you're going to the movies, that person may decide they're going to break into your house and steal that. So Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that I think online is where a lot of these problems begin, but then they can move offline, as I stated. You know, you you say something online, but then that gives somebody the opportunity to do something to you offline, whether it's rob you or stalk you or worse.
3: I see. Because as I was listening to you, some things that came to mind, I know many of the colleges and universities are dealing with the phishing through the email with attachments and things of that nature. But um, sometimes I've noticed, especially in um, many different uh, cities here in the United States, many high schools are dealing with, you know, students posting online threats, and it's false or in things of that nature. So I can definitely understand what you're saying here
0: yeah and it's unfortunate because so much of our our lives have gone online, and it's such a distraction in many ways that it sort of mm-hmm. takes away capable of in terms of how we interact and deal with each other in a in a civil way in the offline world and it's very easy to hide behind an online persona and to say things about somebody else because it's a lot easier. For example, for me to say something to you over the phone as opposed to how I'm standing in front of you face-to-face, the Internet's kind of Mm -hmm. the same thing. It gives us this sort of, you know, wall in between us and somebody else, and so it allows people to say and do things that they normally wouldn't.
3: Right, right. So just like we have all these issues going on, another big topic that's on the rise is domestic violence, okay? Okay. And as we know, domestic violence really doesn't have any boundaries. What are one to two tips or just whatever you would like to share with us, especially to help college students or just everybody in general, when it comes to safe dating, intimate relationships, and so forth?
0: Well, uh, it's a good point, especially in the, in the college market, uh, because, you know, dating in college is part of growing up and what it Mm-hmm. you know to develop into a young adult. So the more people you meet, the more people you date, obviously the greater the chances are that you may experience some sort of, of dating violence just because of you doing it more and more. So mm-hmm. you need to practice safe dating anytime you're going to meet somebody for the first time. And so I would say always make sure, number one, you meet people in a, in a public place. Uh, and also, you know, bring along a friend or two when you're meeting somebody for the first time. So you're not vulnerable, you're not alone, you have some support system. And then, of course, keep in mind that, that dating violence can involve more than just, you know, the physical act of violence. Um, you know, the, the obv- obvious physical abuse, you know, slapping or shoving or, you know, pushing, etc. they're not the only problems. But the non-physical threats, as we talked about, like online, stalking somebody, cyber stalking somebody, you know, finding out where they are, what they're doing, um, it's so important to be very wary of the sort of information you put online. You know, you don't want to put your class schedule online. So everybody out there knows, oh, guess what, between this time and this time on these two days every week, this person's in class and they're not in their dorm room, you know. So, you know, dating violence isn't isolated, obviously. Uh, Basically, studies have found that between one, that, that about one in five students that are in some sort of serious relationship have experienced some sort of dating violence. So that means around 20% of all college relationships have some sort of physical abuse. And that's that's a shocking statistic that should really serve as a wake-up call for a lot of people that may not be familiar with that. Now we've seen even a greater incidence of dating violence and what the new term now is intimate partner violence or IPV, uh, which is really, you know, any sort of controlling behavior, abusive behavior that exists in the dating. But, not only do we have to worry about this in heterosexual relationships, but now with the LGBTQ community, that violence is actually greater among that segment of the population. And Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. whereas maybe one in three heterosexual women experience some sort of violence, one in two transgender individuals are going to experience it. So it's a much greater uh, risk to those people. And so Mm -hmm. being, aware of what can occur and being cognizant of the sort of information that we put out there can go a long way towards either increasing our risk or keeping us safer because of us being a little bit more proactive and careful about the things that we say and who we say them to and where we post them.
3: Okay. Okay. And you're right. Domestic violence, it doesn't know, gender, doesn't know race, socioeconomic status, It doesn't know any of that. It just happens. So, you know, I don't like to think about people being attacked, but the reality is, you know, it does happen in society. For people who are attacked, what could they do to kind of help them escape, and how do they protect themselves after the aftermath of a post-altercation?
0: Well, uh, taking our sort of dating thing to the next level here, every year in the United States, about 3.5 million people are stalked, okay? And the majority mm-hmm. of those are between, or you know, late teens, early 20s, 18 to about 24. And about 75% of those are people who are they're being stalked by somebody they know, not a stranger. And so if you are being aware of what's around you, that hopefully will – go a long way towards keeping you safe and from, you know, getting into a bad situation in the first place. But unfortunately there may be a time where you do get into a bad situation. And so the first thing I would tell people to do is understand that the critical thing that you have to say to yourself is, is the phrasing of, of how you talk to yourself about it. So you don't say, well, if this were to happen, this is what I would do. No, forget the word if, when, when, this happens, this is what I would do. Because it makes it a lot more real when you phrase it as if it's an inevitability. And so Mm -hmm. it also forces you subconsciously to think about it in a more serious way. And the mindset part of it is the most critical because most self-defense, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, is 80% mental and 20% physical, in my opinion. because. I could show you the coolest self-defense move in the world, but if you cannot bring yourself to do it, what good is it? It isn't. And so knowing that you have to get into the mindset of somebody that is completely committed 110% to surviving the attack, to living to see another day, to escaping from somebody who's bent on doing you harm is the most critical aspect of, self-defense and personal safety from a physical standpoint is saying to yourself, there is no way that you are going to prevent me from going home to my family, etc. And you got to be able to flip that switch in your mind. And for somebody who's never done that or never thought about it, it's not an easy thing to do because, you know, mm-hmm. most people are are nice people. You know, we, we go about our day, we say hi, we we're productive members of society and, and you don't really have to, you don't want to think about, what would happen if something were to occur. But, but I'm here like, to tell you that you need to think about it. And you need to think about it in such a way that you commit in, a, in you know, mentally, and then that will manifest itself physically. And so, you know, in terms of the physical attack, you basically follow the center line of somebody's body. You would strike, you know, the eyes, the throat, the nose, Um, solar plexus, groin, knees. You basically follow the center of the body and the targets that do not require a whole lot of power to cause damage. I mean, a straight kick right to the front of somebody's kneecap, you know, 15, 20 pounds of pressure, you can dislocate a kneecap. Well, somebody's attacking you and you dislocate the kneecap, they're not going to run after you. They're going to fall down and now you get to run away. And and you should also (laughs) – it's true. But – For people that don't have the time or the money or both to invest in, you know, physical self-defense training, what I recommend they do is get some sort of everyday carry item, something that they carry with them all the time that's easily accessible, that can give you an edge in some sort of attack. For example, you know, talk about pepper spray. It's a great option. Um, Anything that's going to allow you to deal with somebody who's attacking you from a distance is a good thing. You don't want it. you know, everybody says, oh, I'll take your keys and put them in your hand. Okay, that's great, but that's only when that person is already on top of you or grabbing you or, you know, it's already gotten to the point where they're right there in your face and it's, and it's, and it's, bad, it's going down, okay? If you can mm-hmm. use, for example, a defensive flashlight, okay, something that has a strong flashlight that has a strobe function, okay? You could blind your attacker. They're far away. They can't see, if they can't see, they can't do anything. Well, they can't see. Now you pull out your pepper spray and you blast them in the eyes. You got your little one-two punch there. Okay? Wow. Um, there are other things, too. You've got, uh, you know, there's tasers, you know, little, uh, you know, tasers. They, In fact, the one I have, I have in each one of my vehicles, it's a flashlight that's also a taser. You flip one extra switch on it and the end of the flashlight now is a, is a taser. You can shock somebody. Again they have to get up close and personal for you to use it, and altercation gets to that point, you need something that's going to give you a bit of an edge. And if you don't have the training and the experience, you want something that's going to give you an edge. I mean, little things like a kubaton, people don't know what that is. All it is is like a little six-inch metal bar you can put on your keychain. But guess what? It will allow you to magnify the power of your strikes if you hit somebody with it and you're not going to have to worry about damaging your hand or your knuckles, or, you know, if you don't know the right way to hit, you could use something that will do the hitting for you. So there's a lot of things that we can use to improve our, our safety, and I am a firm believer in items that people can carry on their person that are easily accessible. I like guess, And even if you don't have uh, pepper spray or something in your purse right now, if somebody what it would to cost you, do you got perfume in there? Do you have... Uh, like a um, a hand lotion? Do you have uh, waterless uh, soap? You know, these are things that you could squirt into somebody's eyes. You could spray them into somebody's eyes. If they're blinded, they can't see, it allows you to escape.
3: Master Pete, you have been amazing. We have had a, a great learning here about, especially about things that we could use to protect ourselves. We have never really thought about that. But we are coming up on a break, and we want to just let you know that we're glad that you decided to join us on the show. Thank you so much. But before we go to break, how do we contact you to book you for speaking engagements? How to sign up for any of your classes and consult with you about safety?
0: Uh, best way it would be through my, uh, my main, uh, personal website, which is just my name, Pete com. Uh, you can learn more about me and the, uh, the, the things that I speak about, you know, my experience, what it is that I can do for, uh, for your business or your school in terms of training and consulting. Uh, if, uh, somebody is interested in, uh, the college side of things, uh, I have a guide to college collegesafety.com website is all about college safety and uh, even have an online course that I recently developed there on safety, all different things, dorm room safety, physical safety, personal safety. Uh, there's, a lot, well, there's a lot to know. Uh, the important thing is people understand, you know, it doesn't have to be overwhelming, sort of chip away at the stone, learn a little bit, but learn.
3: Words to live by. See? Those are pearls of wisdom from Master Pete <laughs> Canavan.
0: <laughs> well, I try, Dr. Elise. I try. <laughs> What's that?
3: Is there anything else you would like to share with us before we go to break?
0: Uh, just uh, take responsibility for your own personal safety. Don't depend on somebody else, because if you wait for help to arrive, it may
3: never. Okay. You are listening to the Tudor Outreach Radio Show with Dr. Elise when we come back. I will share some messages from the spirit and angels with you. Stay tuned.
1: What is intellectual property? It's something that you will have to protect when it comes to your learning organization. Innovation and creativity is definitely valued amongst humanity and should be protected. As a result, tutors need a blueprint to follow so that they will do exactly what needs to be done to protect their work and trade secrets for their learning organization. In the number one source for tutors and tutor business owners, Dr. Holland's expanding your tutoring business series. Tutor Consultant, Dr. Holland delivers her field-tested advice so that you can determine what types of intellectual property that will need to be protected, create various types of work agreements for your learning organization, develop a system to maintain records of your intellectual property, build a business plan that will promote data-driven tutoring success, Describe the federal laws that impact your tutoring business. Implement quality assurance meetings. Create an online project management system for your content team. Implementing focus groups and market research. Disseminating your research for your learning organization. Acquire know-how for licensing your intellectual property. And dozens of other strategies you will need to protect your intellectual property. Take a strategic approach to protecting your intellectual property so that you can build a household name in the tutoring industry. You can get your copy of Expand Your Tutoring Business, Volume 3, The Blueprint for Protecting Your Learning Organization, on Amazon.com or submit your book order at orders at iGlobalEducation.com.
3: We're back on the Tutor Outreach Radio Show with Dr. Elise. While we were on break, I intuitively selected Postcards from the Spirit using the Colette Baron-Reed system. Let me share them with you. The first thing that I am seeing, guys, is that, you know, um, many of you are having to learn how to forgive. Um, It shows here, you know, um, you're learning how to just let go. Releasing the problem can seem like a challenge, but It can also be liberating.
1: Your angels
3: will help you let go so that you can fly higher than ever before. Endings always bring new beginnings, guys. So if there's something that you need to release, whether it's a person, place, or thing, or an idea, you need to release it. Know that there are new and better opportunities waiting for you. It's just you learning the art of releasing things that no longer serve The purpose for you, meaning the spiritual growth or, you know, the life skills that you need to move further on your life's journey. So you're being called to choose to allow this situation to lead you to a more joyful life. Change your life by changing your thoughts, okay? That's something that came up for you. Here's a message that I want to share with you, too. Dear you... There is always more than one side to an argument. Two sides, if not more, to every story. And hundreds and hundreds of ways to be right, be different, be at odds, and so on. Today, we suggest that instead of looking for differences, you find a meeting place of agreement and approach this experience with understanding and compassion. Seek common ground to understand how another person thinks, or how an alternative plan might be laid. Stay out of judgment, too. Observe, discern, but accept that others have different stories, experiences, and journeys. And some people might refuse to remain open to another's point of view. No matter what, you have been presented with a great opportunity to explore a new way of doing things once common ground is reached. You are attracting people in situations that enrich your life and bring you wonderful things to learn. We love you so much. So, you know, guys, the number 81 came up as well as the number 44. The number 44 deals with environment, whereas the number 81 deals with leadership. Whether you are in a leadership role or not, you still are a leader, Meaning people watch you, you know, in your family, on, in the workplace, no matter where you're at. Your leadership, your character is on display. And you're being called to use your leadership in a very positive way here in whatever this situation it is. I am seeing more so that it's professional, but for some of you, it could be personal. You're being called to step out of your ego and show more compassion. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes and kind of look at the situation from a different perspective. Reframe your mind is what they're showing me here. Some of you are being called to take control of your life. You give so much to others, but it's time for you to give to yourself, and that is not a selfish desire. It is a divine birthright. You are here on earth to serve humanity. And if you are giving your personal power away and not standing in your power to do what you know is right for you, you can't move forward and have the impact that you were meant to have in this lifetime, guys. So the three of abundance showed up here. And what that means is your passions will lead to your divine life purpose. Do what you love and have confidence in your talent. Learn everything there is to know about interest by taking classes, getting a mentor, or teaming up with like-minded people. Allow your creativity to soar. For some of you, especially many of you who are thinking about entering the tutoring industry or who have already been in the tutoring industry for quite some time and are ready to take it to the next level, this message is for you. Have confidence. Believe in yourself and go for it, okay? A great deal of resources available. That's why I'm making myself available coming out of retirement to make sure that you have the right type of guidance that will take you where you want to go towards your life purpose. But I am just seeing here for some of you, you know, the number 44 came up, as I said earlier. It deals with environment. You need to check your environment. You may not even be in a professional environment that will allow you to be creative. Your creativity may be blocked because of all the toxicity that's around you or the negative energy that I'm seeing here. If you're not able to do something about that in the workplace, guys, this is a great opportunity to look at your personal life as well and try to spend more time in nature to increase your own vibration as well as exercise. Specifically, I am seeing that many of you also need to begin writing about your thoughts and feelings. Archangel Michael showed me that. There's also a prayer to help you with that, and I will share that with you later. For some of you, you are being called to balance your masculine and feminine energy. And what that means is everybody has these energies, guys. You were born with these energies. Allow your feminine side to creatively inspire you and your masculine side to give you confidence. That masculine energy, guys, is that, you know, I'm setting this goal and I'm getting this goal done. The feminine side is the energy that allows you to create and inspire, you know, the birth new ideas. You need both of these in order to make things happen. You can't be over-dominant with your masculine energy, aggressive, but not have the feminine energy balanced. It has to be a a good, equal balance in order for things to really move forward. Another message that came up about forgiveness is that forgiveness heals. This is a time to release repressed anger as it's blocking your health and your happiness. You may say, well, I've forgiven all the people that I need to. Well, on a spiritual level, guys, I see that many of you have not it may be that you have you have not forgiven yourself and that's what needs to happen forgiveness is is for you guys you need to forgive the other people but you also need to forgive yourself stop being so hard on yourself so that you can move forward now as i said earlier archangel michael shared some messages about you Writing your thoughts and feelings, prayer that can help you with that, guys. Thank you for helping me tap into my God given creativity and wisdom so I clearly express myself and glean insight, blessing, and healing. For many of you, some of these thoughts, some of these feelings that you're writing down, you may begin to see a pattern of where the forgiveness may need to occur. This also could be an opportunity for you to motivate or inspire someone else. So, you know, these are worthy for you to explore. If you would like to work with me, Dr. Holland, you can go to my Tutoring Masterminds website, www.tutoringmastermind.com, and register for my next upcoming 2019-2020 Mastermind in either Florida, California, Canada, or Jamaica. If you have any tutoring questions, then join us in one of our Facebook groups, and you can find that information at our Facebook page, the Tutor Outreach Group. We love having active group members. If this is an episode that resonated with you, subscribe to our radio show, leave comments, let us know how it resonated with you, and share out this episode to family, friends, colleagues, and coworkers. We love hearing from our listeners. Thank you in advance for your continued support. Join us every second and fourth Tuesdays of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For the next episode on the Tutor Outreach Radio Show, I will be here to share pearls of wisdom about hiring the perfect tutor for your tutoring practice and how to master that tutoring application. Working as a tutor online has gone beyond having free time and a stable Internet connection. Most online employers now ask for more. So to broaden your chances of landing a decent online tutoring job, you need to brush up your interpersonal and tech skills. And whether you are trying to land your first tutoring job face-to-face or online, or you or that tutoring business owner looking to hire tutors to tutor online or face-to-face, this is the episode for you. So stay tuned. I wish you and your family much prosperity, joy, peace, abundance, love, and happiness, and all of the fruits of the spirit, guys. As you continue to travel, make sure that your intentions are positive. It's the flow and integrity of your heart that truly matters when you are doing something for others as well as yourself. Be gentle with yourself, guys. Gratitude, grace, compassion, respect take you places in life, so keep that with you as you travel on your life's journey. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next time.
2: You've been listening to the Tutor Outreach Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Alicia Alice Holland. This hit show comes to you live every second and fourth Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to move forward with your tutoring goals to manifest your dreams of building a successful tutoring practice. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Holland, visit thetutoroutreach.com. That's thetutoroutreach.com.